0: Hello everyone and welcome to The Arsenal Way and yes we are back at you with your daily Arsenal agenda so your daily show from Monday to Friday at 9.30am and today we've got Chris Davidson with me. Chris how are you bro?
1: Yeah I'm good thank you mate how are you doing?
0: Yeah I'm good I'm good just counting down the days to our next game of course the Watford game was excellent now we just got to move on to Leicester. How are you feeling for the Leicester game by the way just to just get a little preview from you?
1: Um, well obviously it's a big game. I mean every game for Arsenal now is huge, isn't it? as we look to obviously push on and, and continue trying to secure that, that top four spot, um, it won't be easy because Leicester, although they've obviously um uh, had a, had a dodgy season themselves, you know, they've they've been very hit and miss at times. Um They've still got a lot of quality within their team. Obviously, you've got Jamie Vardy back now as well, who loves a goal against us, unfortunately. Um, uh, but, you know, not just him. Obviously, players in midfield, they've got a lot of creativity. Yuri uh, Thielen, wins, we all know the quality that he has. Harvey Barnes from out wide can cause a lot of problems. You know, they've, um, they've still got a lot of strength in certain areas despite um, struggling at times this season. So, we've got to be wary of that. Obviously, I know we got the win away at the, at the King Power, um, which was good, but um, I, I do feel as if Leicester have improved a little bit since then. Um, and they yeah, they're just a side that can 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 really uh show their quality and, and hurt you. Um, so yeah, one to be wary of. But look, we're also in really good form, and uh, you know, we're, we'll be at the Emirates as well. So home crowd with us. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm confident, quietly confident, Bailey, put it that way.
0: Yeah, likewise, I'm confident as well. But yeah, that that game will happen on Sunday. Of course, we'll talk more about the game and the build up to the game later in the week. But I think it's only fair to talk about today's transfer links. Now, there are reports going around, Chris, that we have been linked to Lucas Paquetta from Lyon. I don't know if you know much about him, but he's attacking midfielder, Brazilian. He's played for the Brazilian uh, national team. He come from AC Milan. Just, would you would you take him? Are you familiar with him?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm kind of familiar with him. He's not a player that I've 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 watched a lot, but. Um... Whenever, whenever I put the Liga on, and you know, I, I was doing it quite a lot before January to keep an eye on Bruno Gomes and, um, always like to see how Husamawa awesome is still doing nowadays as well. Um, but yeah, uh, Pequeta is is a is a is a quality player. I'm sure he's someone that Edu is quite familiar with with as well because obviously he's Brazilian, um, and uh, we all know obviously that the, the close links and ties that Edu has, um. Uh, my only uh, concern with, with this one would be I'm not sure entirely where he would fit in because I know he primarily operates as sort of a, an attacking midfielder. He can also play on the flanks as well. Uh, do we need someone like him? Um, probably not, no. You've got, obviously, a, a Martin Odegaard who's excelling in that attacking midfield role, who is one of our most crucial players in the team. And then you have the likes of Paco Saka, Gabriel Martinelli, Emil smith who can also play on the wing as well um all thriving all uh all flourishing at arsenal and you know the, they've proven this season that all of them can can have uh, that that sort of main priority and responsibilities as, as a key member of the squad as a regular starter in the team and I think for me especially if we do secure top four they deserve to keep their places you know I'm, I'm, more, Bailey, if, I'm more than happy to go into next season with Saka on the right Martinelli or Smithra on the left, Odegaard in in the middle, and a, a new top class striker up top. I've got no no problems with that. That's you know, i I think that would that would be a very, very solid front line. Um so yeah, when we're being linked to players like Lucas, I'm um yeah, I'm just a bit aware of where he would fit in. Um not sure how you how you view it as well.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, in, I'm literally in the same boat as you, Chris. I think if we do something in i i will be a player who plays a bit deeper. Maybe he's a bit more defensive-minded. As you said, Pochettos were yeah. more of an God role. He probably played in that position there. As, as Like you as well, I've been watching him for Leon because I've been watching Aura and uh, Guimarães. But he has stood out when he's has played Lucas Pochettos. I remember against PSG at the start of the season, I was quite impressed with him. I thought, OK, he's a decent player, but probably not for Arsenal because we already have players in that position. So, I wouldn't take it. maybe a deeper player. I don't want to say the name, T-C, or so like it, like a Renato Sanchez or, or so on similar to that. But yeah, I don't think Paqueta is the player we do need. But again, if he's available, he's a top player. If he's available on the cheap, maybe we can try and risk it and bring him in. Yeah, interesting comment from Finney Eagle there but I did sabotage Tom's internet but I can tell you if Tom is here I'd still be saying Renato Sanchez I think TC definitely knows that (laughs) But just moving on Chris and of course the Watford game we saw Odegaard, we saw Saka ball out for Arsenal and push us into the top four race Now reports from the Daily Mail coming out that if Arsenal do qualify for the top four each player will be given a bonus of £500,000 Do Chris, do they deserve this?
1: Well, if they if they uh, qualify for the Champions League, I don't really care what they get, at Bailey. It's <laughs> an extra incentive for them to go and go and get it in the bag, isn't it? Really. Um, uh, look, I I would have never imagined us sort of pushing for a top four spot this season. If I'm being honest, you know, especially after that horrid start at the, at the beginning of the season. Um, I thought maybe we could get back into into the Europa League, and of course, I mean, you know, there's still a long way to go. That could be the eventual outcome. Obviously, we hope it's not. We want Champions League, of course, we do. But um, you know, obviously, we spent a lot of money in the summer. Um, there was sort of the the rebuild was continuing. A lot of players came in. Obviously, a few players that had been at the club for a while had had, had eventually uh, left as well, um, and. You know, I think it's just credit to the players. Obviously, they deserve a lot of recognition for for their efforts this season. Even more so if they do qualify for the Champions League. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure they deserve a bonus if they if they um, if they get in the top four. Um, I certainly wouldn't mind. You know, they they would have done a a really good job to get there. Um, it, it isn't easy. And of course, you know. I, I'm a bit wary of, of speaking about it like we we're going to get there. We, you know, like I said a moment ago, there's a long way to go and there's still so much can happen. And it's it's not going to be easy. It's going to be very tight, in my opinion. I think the likes of Man United and, and Tottenham are sort of uh, the main threat still. Um, and, you know, it's it's a little bit concerning when you're coming up against the likes of Leicester and, and, and Liverpool, you know it won't be easy, um, but we've just got to take each game as it comes, as we have been doing and, and keep our heads down, focus on our own football and just give it our absolute everything. You know, we can't ask any more of the players to be honest. Can we really, um, as long as they go out there and just show 110% passion, grit and determination fight um, that, that we have just got to sit back and, and keep our fingers crossed. We can pick up many more points um, between now and the end of the season. So, um, yeah, I mean, like as I think one of the comments just said um, a minute ago, it can be seen as extra motivation for those players to go out there and get that Champions League spot. And uh, yeah, then they deserve a bonus. Um, absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's interesting from what Sander said as well. That's why they trim the squad so less Champions League bonus payouts <laughs> <laughs> could be true, could be the, the ultimate reason why Edu did sell so many players, like Callum Chambers go on the free, of course. That was an interesting transfer to say the least. But yeah, I agree with you. I think we would, look, we didn't expect to get top four at the end of the day. It started the season when we lost the opening three games. I was thinking, just get us in the top half, please. And I would say that for this year, but the fact that we are fighting for top four. Look, the best out of the teams fighting for the for the quali- uh, qualification for the Champions League. It says a lot about Arteta and the squad and the and the way they've turned it around. So I think they do deserve some some praise, some extra bonuses for for overachieving. Because I think the season, if we do get Champions League football, it's overachieving. I think we have to class it as overachieving. Our initial target was top six. I don't think anyone imagined top four when you looked at the squad: Manchester United, Chelsea, City, Liverpool. You thought oh, that's impossible to break into break into those positions. But the fact that we have the boy to serve credit for it, and so and so does Arteta. So why not give him a bonus? Why not? Why not give it to them each? And uh, just moving on now here, Chris, with uh, for Lauren Balogun. Of course, he was a player who left the club in January. One of those one of those Edus offloads. He's doing well for Middlesbrough. He scored yesterday. He scored his first goal finally on loan. But it's the way he's scoring. He's really starting to impress. He's also getting assists. Chris, I want to bring this question to you. Let's say next season we sign a top striker. I know TC thinks we should stand two strikers. I don't know if you feel like we should stand two strikers. But let's say Balogun comes back into the side and Lacazette signs a, a year deal. Would you be happy with Lacazette, Balogun, a top striker? S- uh, looking at Balogun's loan at Middlesbrough so far, taking that into consideration as well.
1: To a certain extent, yeah. I think, you know, obviously it means we've got an extra striker option um, going forward. We'd have, we'd have three rather than just two that we've got at the moment. Yeah. Um, if we've got Champions League football though, Bailey, I'm just I, I'd worry that Lacazette and Balogun aren't the best options to have um when we're playing Champions League football. And on top of that, you know, being back in Europe brings around more games as well. So you've got to to tie in, you know, important Premier League games along with that and, and cup fixtures, and whatnot, because I'm sure the club will want to push further than in the FA Cup than what, what they achieved this season because that was just not good enough at all. Um, so, yeah, that would be my only concern. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't get me wrong, I'd prefer to go down the route of, of signing two new strikers um, and shipping out in Ketia and Lacazette whilst maybe um, Balogun is a third choice. But again, with that, you know, is Balogun going to want to be third choice. Um, at Arsenal, um, you know, we, we know he's already sort of um, vented his sort of frustrations at the lack of game time. And he wanted to, he made it clear that he wanted to be playing well. That's why we had to convince him so much to sign that new deal. You know, there was so much interest um, from all over the world in him. And, but, you know, Mick Arteta had to turn around and convince him that Arsenal was the best place for him. Now, because he's made that, that promise that he's sort of Going to get more game time in the future. It's a difficult situation, isn't it? Um, Because you you risk upsetting the player, and you risk breaking uh, a promise that Arteta could have made. We don't know if he made a promise, of course, but you would th- you would think that he, Arteta made assurances over game time to Balogun. So, I mean, I, I, it depends on where the player's head is as well. You know, he, he may turn around and think, look, you know, this this season. Was a step in the right direction for me. I got that loan move to borrow. I, I, I made some contributions. I feel as if I developed as a player, but maybe I'm still not there yet. Um, and that's sort of the overall feeling I still get from Bale. And I still think he's, you know, he's just still got a little way to go as yet before he can be a regular contributor in the Premier League, in um, in in sort of the the higher Euro um, European competitions as well so we do get champions league you know obviously automatic it's a big step up from europa league which we know balagan has has done well in before so it's a tricky one um you know having balagan lacazette and a new striker is of course better technically um what better than what we've got now um but uh yeah i'll I just worry about lacazette and and, and balagan's quality overall for for Champions League and and Premier League um, on top of the cup fixtures next season. So I am slightly more in the favour of what TC... Um, likes the the sound of as well and that was you know two new strikers and then potentially Balogun as a third option or even gabriel martinelli can be a third striking option obviously we're playing out in the in the wide areas um for the majority of the time but say we needed an extra option for whatever reason maybe the other striker was injured or suspended or whatnot and we just needed a bit of cover uh, and a bit more depth than gabriel martinelli can always fill in there we know as football. London have reported he's been training in that Central forward role uh, at London Colney uh, with the rest of the team, so he could be more ready to to actually um, to actually take on that responsibility in, in, in that central forward role. So lots of different options for Arteta. Obviously, important that he gets it right. However, because we just we, we we know how big a deal this this whole striker situation is. So yeah, I'll be interesting to see how it plays out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's big. You can't get a striker position wrong. We do stand the wrong striker that could mess us up for the next season. Let's hope Edu and Arteta do get it right. But I agree. I think if when Balogun comes back, I'd like to see him on the Premier League loan. I always say this, I'd like to see him to follow Tammy Abraham's route. So I'd like to see him go into the Premier League, maybe to a lower side just to show his abilities there. Of course, he still needs to perform for Middlesbrough. That's his first goal. But I do want to see more goals from Balogun uh during his loan spell. I think Middlesbrough are defying for uh playoff spots. Hopefully he can guide Middlesbrough in the playoffs there and really show his qualities. Of course, in the FA Cup. Middlesbrough playing Chelsea, so once again, Balogun has another chance to play against an Arsenal rival and really show that he's ready for the Premier
1: League.
0: We are going to touch onto your guys' questions before the show. For the show ends now, guys, so make sure to leave your questions in the comment box. And Peter asks Chris your thoughts on Serge Gnabry. Really now I know Gnabry scored last night. There's been a lot of talk and whisper around his potential arrival at Arsenal. He misses the club, Chris. Is Gnabry the guy to sign?
1: Oh, well, I'd, I'd love Gnabry back at Arsenal, as I'm sure. Uh, many Arsenal fans would. I think the guy's quality, top, top quality. And, yeah, I mean, looking back, it was a shame how it ended. I think Gnabry said that in an interview he did um, a while ago. You know, it's a shame how it ended and it was unfortunate, you know. But um, his career has has um, really pushed on, hasn't it? Um mm-hmm. And that's what he needed, to be fair. You know, he needed more opportunities. He needed to be trusted, I think. And he just wasn't with the players that we had uh, at Arsenal uh, at the time. And obviously, that I remember that that low move to West Brom, which was a bit of a stinker, wasn't it? Um, he just needed to find his confidence. and He just needed to go somewhere where he was going to grow and develop as a player. And, um, yeah, obviously, he, he's ended up at Bayern Munich. And, yeah, he's, he's now one of the best best forwards in the world for me. Um, so consistent. You know, a great finisher can can provide assists as well. Obviously, his quality, his confidence on the ball to beat his man, um, great dribbler, blister and pace. I'd, I'd, I'd take him back in a heartbeat um, at Arsenal-Bailey. Um, and I think, you know, obviously, I was mentioned a moment ago when we were sp- speak about um, Lucas Paqueta and, you know, where he would fit in. I mean, uh, there was a, a comment and it was an interesting comment um, that, you know, obviously we, we, if we were to qualify for the UEFA Champions League, we would need, a, you know, one other option just to put into the mix of Odegaard, Smith-Rowe, Saka, um, Gabriel Martinelli. Um, there, there it is, Graeme Graham said. And it, it, I, I totally agree with that. Um, what we just need to be careful with when it comes to doing that is, um, you know, making sure that, despite maybe a new addition in in uh, the sort of attacker midfield role or in the winger role, we've got to try and keep everyone happy. And I think we've got some special talents in the likes of Martinelli, Smithrow and Saka. And I'd hate for, you know, one transfer to sort of scupper their hopes of of playing regularly for this football club, because I think we're really, 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 lucky to have them here and we've got to take advantage of, of their their quality and their potential whilst they are, are at the football club. Obviously, there's been lots of different rumours out there which aren't a surprise considering how well he is doing with Pakao Saka and, and potentially him moving on in the future. Um So, you know, I, I'd, I'd just hate for us to, to buy sort of a um, a player who's then going to come in and, and just take one of those players opportunities away from them and they and they just sort of sit on the bench they sort of take the Nicola Pepe role this season if you like um and I just it's, it's a difficult one because you know we qualify for the Champions League oh we, we want top class players in this team of course we do you know that's why I'm so keen for us to push for some top top class strikers especially if we do push for the Champions League and we, we secure that but at the same time, I want to see Martinelli, Smith-Rowe, Saka playing week in, week out, because I just think they're, they're absolutely fantastic. I mean, Martin Odegaard, I think, is safe, you know, obviously, because he's playing in that um, sort of attacking midfield role. And we know Smith-Rowe is sort of more often than not excelled on, on, out wide. So, yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, if Serge Gnabry is presented to you and he's available, he's open to coming back to the club and, and playing for us, then... I mean, it's near impossible to say no, isn't it, if the price is right. So, um, of course, I mean, yeah, I mean, if that opportunity arises, not just for Canabry but for any world-class player, uh, there's an opportunity there to, to snatch them up and, you know, we can bring them into the team, boost our squad even further, especially if we are in the Champions League, which will be absolutely key, in, you know, when we're bolstering our team in the summer and making sure we get the right players in. Um then, like I said, it's something that we we, we need to consider. But um, I, I just hope that the club does it in the right way. They do it in the right manner and they make the right decisions, because I'm sure you agree, Bailey. I'm sure the people watching right now would agree with me when I say that the last thing we would want is to see, you know, Smith, Rosaka or, or Martinelli sort of just be pushed back and not yeah. have many opportunities yeah. and, and take that Nicola Pepe role. Yeah, absolutely not.
0: That would be worrying to see. I think they are future and they should be in the picture at all times when they are available. I agree with you completely, Chris. So we'll move on to this question here by Graham Caldwell who asks, really Chris, how many players do we need to add if we qualify for the Champions League? What positions do these signs cover? Are there any free agents you would like to see Arsenal go for? Yeah, I think we need to... I'd, I'd say three or four players to the squad. I think, uh, of course, we do qualify for the Champions League. It does mean we're going to have to increase the squad depth. Of course, we have players coming back from low, from low moves, youngsters, etc. So, that will be good to come in. Players like William Saliba, of course, possibly even Maitley. Now, it's just to add to the squad depth and then A few signings to add to that will also be helpful. I think if we qualify for the Europa League, we might need even more players because we will need to rotate. With the Champions League, I think there's less rotation because you're playing your top squad for midweek games as well as Premier League games, so there'll be less signings required, I believe. But if if we do, hopefully we don't. But if we do qualify for the Europa League, then it is worrying, and we will need to qualify. We need to sign quite a few players, actually. I believe, and. uh, are there any free agents you would like to see Arsenal go for? Of course, you guys know I love Frank Kezier, him and Renato Sanchez are my top two midfield options. So I'd love to see Frank Kezier, but it looks like he's on his way to Barcelona. You know, Chris, who? What about you on that question? Who would you like to see? And how many? How many additions would you add if you we're going to qualify for the Champions League?
1: Well, there's been um, a few reports. I think it was actually. Um... Chris Wheatley, uh, if I'm correct, um, Football London, um, suggesting, reporting that Arsenal are looking to sign maybe two strikers, uh, a central midfielder, and a backup right back in the summer. Um, I mean, to me, looking at the squad on paper, that sounds about right. Uh, I would agree with that. That is the sort of route we need to go down because there's no indication, obviously, at the moment that, that Lacazette and Eddie are going to be extending their contracts. You've got El Nenny potentially leaving as well on a free. Um, Football at London has also reported that Roma expected to come back in for Granite Xhaka come the end of the season as well obviously Jose Mourinho's uh, remained a big fan of his so you know we've been saying for a long time haven't we that the striker position and, and central midfield must be the priorities it's no surprise to hear us thinking about a backup right back as well I mean Cedric has done well over recent weeks uh, whilst covering for Tommy Assi, who's out injured But you get the sense that with the way Arteta is building this squad and the the types of players that he likes to have um, within it, he'd like to maybe bring in a a younger, more athletic and technically gifted um, fullback uh, to cover Tomiyasu when he is unavailable. So, you know... Maybe depending, obviously, that what we do qualify come come the end of the season is going to maybe differ and alter Edu and Arteta's plans a little bit in terms of the quality that they're able to bring in, um, the money that they're obviously able to spend and the positions that they are looking to strengthen. But in my opinion, the the, the whole number um, side of things will depend on who else leaves. I mean, um We've still got to wait and see what happens with William Saliba. Although it is obviously my hope that he he stays here and he stamps down a place in the in the team for next season. Um, we've talked about him earlier on. Nicola Pepe, his future is in a, up in the air a little bit because he's not been playing as much. And you you think now with him, the um, twenty seven, I think you know he's going to want to be playing more regular football. So there's lots of different things to keep an eye on. I mean, I mentioned it in a piece that went. Went live this morning. There's been lots of contracts signed over recent seasons. Obviously, a massive overhaul and 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 departures within the squad that Edu's mainly overseen and and uh, since Arteta and himself came through the door. But there still remains, you know, several different scenarios that that remain up in the air, and we'll, we'll look to obviously move on some more players in, in the summer um, on top of bringing players in. So, you know, I always refer when I speak to transfers and people People who watch this regularly will know, you know, how often I mention about the domino effect. But that is how it works in transfers, Bailey. You know, one thing can can lead to another. And, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But when we're talking about two strikers, a central midfielder, back up, right back, that sounds about right. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what happens.
0: We'll have to wait and see indeed, but thank you guys. We're going to end the show there. We have run out of time, but make sure you keep commenting and keep leaving your likes and your comments as there will be more shows in the future. Chris, as always, thank you for jumping on the show, mate.
1: Appreciate it as always, Bailey. Thanks, mate, and um, thank you to everyone tuning in this morning. Hope everyone has a great day.
0: Of course, guys. Make make sure you subscribe as we are on the road to 10K. And most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way.